you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. to get a standing ovation around here. Now I know what it's like to have the devil's horns on my chest. Can I do this right next to it? Please? Can I say Boomer Sooner? We have done our deed. We have wore the shirt. Just so you know, right after service, we're going to have a, a, a fire pit outside. Yes. We're have a burning. If you allow to join us for the fire pit outside, please come burning on out. Of the shirts. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't feel like it would take a lot. We think it would just go up in flames like that. <laughs> just in case some of you may not know, but we've had a candy drive for the last month, and it was a Texas against Oklahoma. And Texas won. Every time we do this candy drive, Texas always wins. So do I have any Sooner fans out there? Okay, I need some help. I need some help with candy next year. Next year we're going to do OU versus TCU. Yeah. (laughs) She's got one. You're the only one. So we're good, babe. We're good. Nobody else stood up. We're good. So It's, It's all fun and games, right? Until somebody has to wear Texas Until shirt. Until somebody has to wear this shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's just. What? What? <laughs> Nobody said we couldn't wear jackets. <laughs> Did y'all like it how I came up here during the welcome and I was like this the whole time? Well, yeah. I had to wear the jacket because my body's twitching. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want y'all to see all the twitching going on oh, there. Oh, man. We're. It's all fun. But anyways, we, uh, we, we love you guys, obviously, or we would never be in this shirt. But uh, we, uh, we also wanted to take just a couple of minutes and tell you last month was Pastor Appreciation Month. And um, we were so honored by all that you guys did for us, and we're so thankful for you. Um, we read every card that was left back there in that bucket and it just meant so much to us i mean all the things the gift cards and the the cash and all of those things were wonderful but just hearing your stories um, about how this church has blessed you and and so forth and so on it just made us smile and it encouraged us so much and so thank you for taking the time out to write those and just to throw a gift in there for us we appreciate that and we appreciate you and we love you tremendously amen thank you guys uh, you're good, baby. Can I take it off now? You can oh, take it off okay. now. Not now. I mean. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody said nothing about preaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So glad to have you guys in the house of the Lord. Glad you're here. I don't, yeah, no, I'm not really. I'm not glad you're here. 
I don't care nothing about none of you. And I had to wear Shut up! No, you're not. We start a new sermon series today called Return to Cinder. For the next month, we'll be talking about generosity. We had our Freedom Conference yesterday, and boy, it was amazing. Wow. If you have not gone to the Freedom Conference, you need to go. They'll be signing up for it in the beginning of the year in January. Uh, you need to sign up for it. I'm telling you to change your life. We had a huge, great turnout. Uh, many people were blessed, and I promise you, if you haven't been, you need to come. It will change your life. But I, I told a story yesterday. Uh, some of you may have heard of a man by the name of D.L. Moody. Uh, D.L. Moody was a pastor and a preacher in the latter part of the 18th century and pastor in a church in Chicago. And one day two older ladies came to him and said, we're praying for you. He said, well, thank you. And every time they would see him, they would say, we're praying for you. Finally, when they come up one day and said, we're praying for you, it kind of, he finally said, well, thank you, but, you know, I really wish you'd pray for the lost. And they said, no, I think you're misunderstanding. We're praying for you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. They would continue to pray for him. In fact, it finally came to the place that one day it began to make him think. And he began to study the Word. And he began to seek and to pray about the Holy Spirit in his life. And one day while he's walking down the middle of the street, all of a sudden he began to feel something he'd never felt before. In fact, it was so strong as he's walking down the middle of the street, he already couldn't take it anymore. Something was coming over him so strongly that he finally stopped at a friend's house and said, can I have a room? I think they put him in the basement of the house. And that day he would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It would change his life forever. Up until that moment, he really was not seeing anybody saved. After the moment that he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God was so strong upon him, he would go places and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people would be saved. I tell you that story because of the generosity of two women to pray for this man. It affected him so strongly that he then became generous seeking God. And because he was in generous seeking God, God began to bless him and generosity flowed in his life that the lost began to be saved because of D.L. Moody. Today I want to talk to you about generosity. But probably not in the way you thought. In fact, I had a sermon and I've changed my sermon a little bit. I just, I wanted to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was saying today. So I want you to turn with me today to, to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Probably one of the most misunderstood, misused scriptures in the Bible. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use... It will be measured to you. You believe that today? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And Lord, I pray that every heart and every mind will be open to receive God what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. But let them be blessed by your word and your presence in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Let me give you a little background of this passage here in Luke chapter 6. Uh, some theologians would tie it in many times to Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Some many times have thought that Luke chapter 6 is part of Matthew chapter 5 through 7. I, I don't think that it is. I think that Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 is the Sermon on the Mount. Some theologians right here would call this the Sermon on the Plain. The Sermon on the Plain. Am I hearing bells in here? Is Santa Claus here? A little early. What had happened is the Sermon on the Mount was preached uh, on a hill by the Sea of Galilee, by Capernaum. And, but on the other side, uh, there are some plains there. And at the bottom of this plain is where we believe Jesus came and did this. Very similar, but where we think that maybe theologians have gotten misunderstood sometimes it's the same sermon, is that it sounded the same, but it would be like me today, I preached at the other campus and then came here and preached here. I preached the, maybe the same sermon, but it wasn't at the same location. In other words, Jesus is preaching a similar sermon, but they're at two different locations and got some different things that are a part of the sermon. As we look here in this passage, and Luke, it, it begins to tell us this passage of saying that press down, push it. Let me, let me explain what that means. In other words, during that time when they would go and get grain at the market, uh, you know, they'd have on their clothes, but they'd have kind of like an apron or a, uh, an extra shirt over them. And what they would do is they'd go up to the person selling the grain and they would hold out their shirt like this and, and they would pour the grain in. If it was an honest, a generous seller at the marketplace, what he would do is just kind of press it down, shake it a little bit, and put more in there until it became full. Now, every person that went was hoping that they would get a generous and honest person. And what they would do is shake it and press it down, shake it and press it down. And eventually what would happen is then it would begin to run over their skirt into their lap. That's where the message, the, the background of this comes from. Now, Jesus begins to tie this idea into being generous in our life, that when we're generous in our life, Jesus, who is the honest seller, will then bless us to the place that because we were generous, God will be generous back to us, and it will overflow, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in our lap. Amen. Now, I'm going to love this. Is this safe? Okay. They just built this yesterday, and uh, I was a little nervous, you know, because I work out a lot. All muscle. All muscle. So what they did is, is in, in essence, he's saying if you will be generous with what you have, God will be generous back to you. Now, here's the problem. That crack there. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I won't go back on there. Here's the problem. We use this all the time to talk about money. It has nothing to do with money. Well, Pastor, I thought we were talking about a giving series. We are. 
But can I tell you, there's so many things more in our life that we can be generous with. So that's what I want to talk about today. Number one, I, I want you to write this down. Generosity is about our heart, not others, not other haters. That should be not other, not S, other haters. It's about our heart, not other haters. Let me explain why. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. It is easy to be generous to those who are generous to you. But Jesus says, I don't want you to just be generous with your love to those who love you. That's easy. Sinners can do that. The world can do that. What I want you to do, I want you to be generous with your love to those who even hate you. Can I get an amen? Now, just because you said amen, you had to deal with a hater this week. Just want you to know it's going to happen. See, generosity isn't determined by how people feel about you. Your generosity isn't determined about how people feel about you. Your generosity is determined by what God says you are to do. Many times our generosity is, is, is in our life and it is determined by how generous you are. You're generous to me. You gave me a lollipop, I'll give you a lollipop back. You've given me a meal in the past, I'll give you a meal back. But true generosity says, it doesn't matter if you hate me, I'm still gonna love you. Now remember, press down, shaking together, running over. With what I give is how I receive back. If I, listen, it's easy to love those who love you. Well, not all the time. But see, in fact, this will be right here what separates our religion from most other religions. See, our religion says, our walk with God, the true and only one God says, we love everybody. Despite how they've treated us, what they've done to us, we learn. See, being generous with your love, even when others are being generous with their hate. See, many times we want to quote the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, right? How many times have you ever quoted that? You know you have, you're just afraid to say it right now. An eye for an eye. We're, we're very afraid many times. But God says we are first to be generous with our love. He doesn't bring up money here. He's not talking about possessions here. What he does is he says, I want you first to learn to be generous with your love. Why? Because if you'll learn to be generous with your love, then God can bless your finances. God can make you generous in your finances. Why? Because you love people enough to say that I'm willing to help in their time of need. I'm willing to help them when they're struggling in their finances. But listen, if you're not generous with your love, you'll never be generous with your finances. It's a struggle in our life. Godly generosity goes against what the world tells us to do. Love when we're hated. In fact, we're living in a society today that goes completely against the word of God. I'm going to say something, make some of you young people mad. That's all right. Get over it and shut up. The woke right now, or the council culture, it goes against the word of God. It goes against the word of God. Why? Right now, the council culture is what? Man, you messed up. We find out one bad thing about you. We're counseling you. You're done. And we'll never talk about you again. That goes against the word of God because the Bible says that we're to forgive. 
The Bible says we're to restore. The Bible says we're to reconcile to the Father. The Bible doesn't say you have one and you're done and you have no more. That goes against the word of God. We're to be generous with our love. When those sin against us, we still love them. When they do us wrong, we still love them. When they come against us, we still love them. Y'all got quiet on that one. We display our love even when others are displaying their hate. We display our love even when others are displaying their hate. It's easy to get down in the mud pit with somebody else. But how wonderful it is that when somebody's doing us wrong, coming against us, that we show love. See, the world shows hate, we show love. The world retaliates. The Bible says we are not the avenger, God is. We give it to God. The problem is, let me tell you what some of you do. You're right, God, you're the avenger. Now, God, strike him down. What you should be doing is saying, pray, God, I pray. But God, whatever's in their life has made them this way, whatever's brought them to this point, I pray, God, that you would be generous with your love and generous with your forgiveness. That, God, I pray today they may hate me, but I love them. Why? Because I know you love them. And because you love them, I'm going to love them. And I'm going to be generous with my love. Because, God, I know if I'm generous with my love, there is a chance, a chance that they may come to know you as Lord and Savior. There's a chance that they'll call on your name. Number two, be generous with your blessings even when others are greedy with theirs. Be generous with your blessings even when others are greedy with theirs. Luke 6, 28 says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That's hard, isn't it? Now, you're going to be mean to me and then I'm going to bless you. You're going to do something bad to me, but I'm going to do something good to you. Mm-mm. Not me. But see, that's what the Bible says. See, remember, if I will do God's will, God's will will be done in my life. See, we many times try to step in front of God. Say, God, I got this. I've got it. The problem is when you step in front of God, what happens is now the natural is in place. But if you'll step back and let God step in, the supernatural is in place. And where the supernatural is, God can work. God can handle. God can take care of. But God will never get in your way. If you're going to step up to the place and say, well, I, I got this, God. It's like going to a baseball game and out at, playing the Texas right now. Forget, we just gave somebody football tickets. It's like going to a, the football game. Who got the tickets? Are they in here? They'll be going to December. It's like them going to the football game and all of a sudden they think, oh man, that quarterback did it wrong. Jumping out of the stands, running on the field saying, hey, hey, who's the quarterback for Dallas? Who's it? Who? Who? Okay. Who? Dak? Dak Prescott. We got... Brian jumps out of the stands. He runs down. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're not doing a good job. I got this. Now, he's good at building stages, but I don't want to see him playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. What's going to happen? They're going to lose, which they most of the time do anyway. But anyway, sorry, you made me wear this shirt. Have y'all not heard my sermon at all? Are y'all listening at all to my sermon? Uh, if, 
Those you hate, give them love. Those who throw curses, give blessings. Thank you, thank you. See, we're to be generous with our blessings even when others are what? Greedy with theirs. Why? Because they may be greedy with their blessings, but when you're generous with yours, I can promise you this, God will be generous with his. When others mistreat you, then you treat them with love. When they speak bad about you, treat them with love. Luke 6, 28 says this, pray for those who mistreat you. When someone does you wrong, pray for them. Lift them up in prayers. Say, God, I pray for them right now. Lord, forgive them. Lord, I don't know what's brought them to this point, but God, forgive them. See, generosity is it's not just about finances. Generosity is saying, I'm willing to forgive those who mistreat me, who malign me, who do bad to me. I'm willing to forgive them because that's what God's told me to do. In fact, God says it this way. If you don't forgive those who sin against you, God will not forgive you. See, God is a what if God, and we need to, we need to understand that. It says in Luke chapter, in fact, Luke chapter 6, 29, takes it to another level. He said, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other one. Come here, um, Randy. I'm just playing. <laughs> Randy goes, no. It, it literally takes it to another level. The Bible says, let, let me go a little bit further. Why? Because he knows who he's, the audience he's talking to, and they're like, well, I'll only go so far. You know, if, they're, if they say an unkind word to me, I'll, I'll take it. But if they get mean with me, uh-uh, it's all like Donkey Kong. So Jesus, knowing what they're thinking, goes, I tell you what, if they even walk up and slap you upside your skinty head, no, you're not. He said, you're going to go, here's the other cheek. See, here's the thing I want you to understand, that if you're a child of the most high God and you do what God says, God can intervene in your life. Go ahead, listen, go ahead, slap someone who slaps you. But it's going to turn bad. There's a big chance they may whoop your butt. A big chance you ain't as good as you think you are. But there's also a chance that what can happen because at that moment, you know what God does? When you step in to take care of the situation, God goes, you got it, big boy. Put on your big boy pants. I'm out of this. But if you'd have done what I said, the problem is we don't do that. He says, even to the point that someone slaps you upside the head, what do you do? Here, I give the other side. What? See, that way you treat them may be the very thing that changes their life. That way you act toward them may be the very thing that brings them to Jesus. They've been struggling because all their life they've been abused. All their life they've been mistreated. All their life they've been hit on. That's all they've ever known. What they need to do is find somebody that won't give them what they've been getting in the past, but will give them something new. Luke chapter 6, 29 through 30 says, if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. He even goes a little bit, in fact, somebody walks up and just takes off your coat. What am I supposed to do? He says, hey, you want my shirt too? Why? Because God is saying the way that you deal with things in life is Generosity. 
not grudges. The way you handle things in life is not anger, but accepting that God is in control. The way that you learn in life is say, I'm going to be generous with what God has given me, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't want to, because I know if I do that God can bless me. Number three, don't be generous with ungenerous things. Don't be generous with ungenerous things. Listen to what he says. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. There are some things we should not be generous with in our life. Amen? Do you know that? One thing is he says, do not be generous with your judgmentalism. Do not be generous with your, your judgmentalism. Stop judging people. Well, they're not like me. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're the one that's crazy. They, they don't dress like me. Well, maybe you're the one that looks ugly. I don't know. Where we're not generous is, is with our judgmentalism. Stop looking at other people and judging them. It is not your job. It is not your responsibility. There's only one judge in this world, and that is God Almighty. If you will learn to, to withhold that judgmentalism when someone does you wrong or someone does something, stop it. If you will learn that when someone makes a mistake, listen, can you do me a favor? Do you understand that in God's eyes, a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin? If you stole a, a drink from my cafe, that's a sin. Versus if you robbed a bank this week, it's a sin. See, in God's eyes, no sin's worse than the other. It's only in our eyes that we do that. And we've got to stop being generous with our judgmentalism. Do you know that's why the world out there has such a problem with the church in here? That we'll sit around. Listen, I'm here to tell you, as long as I'm pastor of this church, we will never be a hotel, we'll be a hospital. I would rather you be in this church and you got some things in your life and some issues in your life than to be out there without the church. Well, that's hypocrisy, Pastor. No, it's not. Hypocrisy is this. You do something wrong, I do something wrong, and I get mad at you for it. On the way today to ch uh, the campus, I was running a little bit late, so I passed the car. As soon as I passed the car, I thought to myself, I think they go to that church. And I was just going a little bit faster than I normally do. And sure enough, I get there, and I look on the front row, and there she is right there, and i like, did I pass you today? She goes, you did. Now, if I come up to you and say speeding's wrong, that's not judgmentalism. Speeding's wrong. But if you speed and I speed and I walk up and say, Laura, you're a loser for speeding. I can't believe you sped, you stupid speeder loser. <laughs> then I'm being judgmental. I'm being hypocritical. Don't be just, but it goes on, he says this, do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Did you hear what he just said? See, when you condemn somebody else, and you do it all the time, that's why I have such a problem with the council culture. You condemn. We're, we're done. They can never, never come back from this. The problem is that it's not what the Bible says, that God is a God of second chances, that God is a God that says, I don't care what your past is or what your mistakes are, that God can forgive you, redeem you, and do something powerful and wonderful in your life. I'm not saying that people that keep hurting you, you keep allowing them to hurt you. 
What I am saying, though, is you decide in your life, and listen to what it says right here. It says, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Did you hear the implication? Forgive, and you will be forgiven. What does that imply? If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. See, don't be generous with your unforgiveness. Because your generosity with your unforgiveness is going to make it where God can't forgive you. Well, Pastor, you don't know what they've done in my life. It doesn't matter. Pastor, you don't understand. They victimized me. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying you got to be friends with them. I'm not saying you got to hang around with them. I'm not saying you got to be buddy buddy with them. What I am saying, though, is you got to give them your forgiveness. And I know some of you struggle with it. I see your Facebook. Christians, can I tell you something? Will you listen to me real quick? Keep your butt off of Facebook getting in arguments with other Christians. It makes you look stupid. And what really does, it makes you look bad when you're sitting there fussing with someone and talking bad about somebody, and then you put up my church's name. Just do me a favor. If you're going to do that stupid stuff, don't put it in the church's name. Because I don't want them thinking that's what kind of Christians hang out here, Christian praise fellows. I mean, where did that come from? That's a church I pastored 27 years ago. I have no idea where that came from. Well, maybe I do know where that came from. Yeah, I know where that came from. Anyway, we've got to stop being judgmental, condemning, and unforgiving. Let me close with this one. Your generosity generates his generosity. Your generosity generates his generosity. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great. Yesterday in our Freedom Conference, I talked about three baptisms. There's three baptisms in the Bible. The first baptism is the Holy Spirit, I mean, Jesus baptized, I mean, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. That's salvation. The second baptism is what we call discipleship baptism. In other words, that's when you get baptized in water. Then there's a third baptism. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. I told him yesterday, but only one of them decides whether you go to heaven or not. The first baptism of the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus' blood. You're saved. See, some of these things I'm sharing with you today, I want you to understand. It's not going to keep you out of heaven, but it is going to keep you receiving God's blessing. You can't go around and get mad at people and mistreat people and judge people and not forgive people and expect God to bless your life. God is a generous God and wants to be a generous God in your life. But for God to be generous in your life, you've got to be generous in your own life. Your generosity to others generates God's generosity in your life. I want you to look at this. And Luke 6, 33 says, And if you do good to those who are good to you, listen to this, what credit is that to you? Now this is what he says. In other words, there is a credit that you get with your generosity. But when you're generous with someone who's just generous to you, you get no credit for that. Hold on, let me go a little bit further. Luke 6, 34. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit 
is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Again, he says something. If you give to someone who's already given you, that gives you no credit. Now what's it implying? But there is credit for something. Listen to this. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Listen to this. Then your reward will be great. Then your reward will be great. Luke 6, 35 says, And you will be children of the Most High. You hear what he just said? In other words, if, if you're not being generous with your forgiveness, if you're not being generous to those who even hate you with your love, if you're not being generous with your prayers to your enemies, God says if you're acting that way, you're not acting like a child of the Most High God. But if you will be generous with everything in your life, that is a symbol, a representation, proof, evidence that you are a child of the Most High God. And I close with this. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. What are you using to measure your generosity? A tablespoon? A teaspoon? What are you using to give out your generosity? A shovel? A wheelbarrow? A backhoe? A bulldozer? I want to give you a simple understanding that I want you to leave with today. With the measure that you give out your generosity is the measure that you receive the generosity of God. It's that simple. If you love those who hate you, that generosity you give is what the generosity God will give back to you. It's that simple. God's called us to be generous people. God's called us to not begrudgingly give. The Bible says he loves a cheerful giver. I want you to stand with me. We want to thank you so much for joining us for our service today. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Before we let you go today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And over 2,000 years ago, God the Father gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross for you. That through His death, you would have eternal life. And through the shedding of His blood, you would have forgiveness of all your sins of past, present, and even future. So if you're watching right now, and you're right now living in a life of shame, sadness, and sin, I want to introduce you to my Savior. All you have to do today to be saved is first admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. 
believe that he is the son of the living God, died upon a cross for you, rose on the third day, and lives forevermore at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. And with your mouth, confess the Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. See, if you're watching right now, and as I'm saying these words, it's touching something in your heart, and you say, today, I want to give my heart life to Christ, then I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins and all of my ways. I ask you to come into my heart and into my life. I repent of my ways, and I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to know that you are a child of God. Your sins have been washed away. You're a new creation, the Bible says. And eternity with Christ is your reward. Do us a favor. If you gave your heart life to Christ today, please let us know in the comments or reach out to the church. And we would like to tell you your next steps in following Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless you. We are so thankful that you chose to join us here at Compassion Church online today. We hope and pray that God spoke something specifically to your heart and life that you can take and go share with someone else. Don't forget, if you have any needs or prayers, make sure that you connect with us. We're a family and we do life together. So don't forget, comment below, message one of us, and we'd love to connect with you. You guys have a great week and we'll see you back next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.